Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Netflix documentary known as Arnold. Uh, the last episode that we did, we talked about Sylvester Stallone. Now, this episode, we're going to be talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger's documentary was more complex in the extent that he was, it was broken down into three episodes, the bodybuilder, the action hero, and the governor. And just, you know, I mean, just that, that cycle of what he has been through in these over the last, you know, 30, 40 years and everything like that is just incredible. Uh, his humble beginnings, you know, start off in uh, Germany and Austria area and everything like that. His father did fight in World War II with the Germans and everything like that. But to say that, you know, his upbringing wasn't the best uh, is an understatement and everything like that. But all it took was one trip to the movie theater before he realized what he wanted to do with his life. And even though his career didn't start off the way uh, a normal, you know, action star's career uh, usually starts off and normally nobody's really does that because if you look at Sylvester Stallone's film or documentary, his career didn't get off to the best of starts either. Um, Arnold got into bodybuilding and, you know, at the time, like in the seventies, like in the mid to late seventies, bodybuilding was not as popular and is not as well known as it is now. You know, they had the Mr. Olympia, they had a lot of, you know, independence things all over the world, but nothing, Nothing really uh, mainstream, if that makes sense. And then uh, somebody came along to make a documentary called Pumping Iron. And one of the standout competitors from that show was uh, was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he also had guys like um, Frank Colombo and Lou Ferrigno, who are some heavy hitters within the world of bodybuilding. You know, a lot of people, Arnold himself even said a lot of people dismissed Colombo because even though he had an impressive physique, he was only like maybe 5'7", five, 5'8". You know, to whereas guys like Arnold and Lou were like, you know, six three, six four, you know, so immediately they just just you know, dismissed him as another short guy, but he had an impressive physique. And it was because of that movie that Arnold started getting little roles here and there. He did a movie called Hercules in New York and <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen that movie so if you've ever seen that movie, nowadays you get Arnold's voice now. But when it originally came out his voice was dubbed because you could barely understand him and everything like that. And a lot of people had told him that because of his muscular physique, he wasn't going to be able to, you know, he wasn't going to be able to be an action star or a leading man in any sense of the word. But then when Frank Frazetta, the guy who was putting together the Conan movie, that all changed. And it was because of Conan the Barbarian that Arnold Schwarzenegger's career kind of started taking off a little bit. Uh, but it was because of Conan that they originally got, uh, that he was able to meet with James Cameron and eventually begun the run as the Terminator. And to say the least, it was, it, you know, after the Terminator had come out, it was all, that that was what began it all. Because then movies like The Running Man had come out, and then Predator had come out, and then... Um, you know, Commando had come out, and then a lot of his big uh, 80s films were coming out at the time, and he was becoming a bankable star, and things like that. And then, by the time we get to the end of the 90s, going into the early 2000s, you know, he, Arnold had kind of teased the idea that he would get into politics and things like that. You know, he was a resident of California, and then 
this big old thing was going on in California. Like I never knew this. In 2004, when the governor's race was going on, they had actually removed the candidate who won the election for the the governor of California and had to redo it. And then when Arnold Schwarzenegger threw his name in the hat and said he was going to run for governor, that was one thing. And then like it, it's like the precursor to what happened with Donald Trump, but um, you know it it was something that kind of took a lot of people by storm because I think it was a few years earlier. I want to say like four or five, you know, a couple of years earlier, Jesse the Body Ventura had became the governor of Minnesota. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes the governor of uh, of California and things like that. So that was really, you know, something to see that. And, you know, he he was he was probably the most popular and probably the most uh, probably the most uh willing to do that because if you go back and look i remember watching this documentary and they the people they had running for governor it was like is this like really politics because it wasn't even it was like maybe one politician and like three or four people from the world of like tv and movies and things like that there was even a porn star in there and i was like jesus christ they just let anybody run for governor in california at that time and it was it really was saying something and everything like that but that third chapter in the third chapter in this documentary was just basically his run of, of of him being the governor. You know, he was governor for eight years in California and everything like that. So it was interesting to see that. It was interesting to see that, uh, you know, he was able to kind of keep things going. You know, it's not like it imploded. He did have a rough couple of, you know, he did have a rough time in the beginning and things like that, but nothing that he couldn't handle. And I was very surprised how he was able to kind of keep it keep it going so to speak as the as time and as as the years went by and everything like that dealing with things like the forest fire and the um the forest fire and the minimum wage things going on in california so it was cool to see him kind of just not necessarily lose his cool but you know still be the be able to come come through and be the one to kind of set things going a lot of stuff in this documentary was just incredible it really was just um it really was just interesting to see a lot of little tidbits here and there uh, when it came to uh, making his films and everything like that. And uh, from the time, you know, the documentaries and everything like that were coming out, it was interesting to see that Arnold had kind of got one. And early on in his career, you know, it was just, it was uh, surprising to see the little backstories on a lot of the films that he had made. Um the the guy who had directed RoboCop had said he had wanted to work with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then sure enough the next movie they made together was um uh uh was um what the hell's the name of the movie? It wasn't Red Heat. It was Total Recall. Yeah, it was Total Recall that the you know, that they kinda came together and put a lot of guys on the map. And a lot of people say that, you know, that's what made Arnold Schwarzenegger a great action hero because of the fact that he went out and was able to work with some of the best directors and take criticism along the way you know to where a guy like the rock who is just kind of there kind of calling the shots and it's like dude you're you're the actor you sign on to do this film and then you got to listen but the rock's ego kind of gets in the way of a lot of things that's why a lot of his movies and he hasn't had a good movie in a lot of sense of the word now i'm not saying all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's films are good because movies like uh Batman and Robin and, uh, you know, Junior and, you know, movies like that. Yeah, they, 
you, you understand what he was trying to do. Like he went into the world of the superhero stuff at a time when, at a time when you know that wasn't really the hip thing to do at the time. You know, we're coming off a slew of incredible hits from Michael Keaton and and Tim Burton, and then we had somewhat of a mild success with Batman Forever, and then Batman and Robin comes out, and it's the worst superhero film that they've seen since Superman for the Quest for Peace. So. You know, he Arnold understood how to make the movie better rather than, you know, trying to make himself better, you know, and things like that. Like when he got into the world of comedy with movies like Twins and Kindergarten Cop, it worked to his advantage rather than it, you know, jumping into comedy and just trying to take over everything and uh, things like that. So um, that was interesting to see. Um it, it was it was interesting to see that a lot of times that when he's in his downtime and him at his age now still doing a lot of the workout stuff and still being in top shape as he can be. He talked about the 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 rivalry he had with Sylvester Stallone and things like that and and everything like that. The the fact that both of these guys give each other shout outs throughout the entire throughout their documentaries and throughout their careers and things like that is saying something and to say the least and things like that. Arnold had said he would make um that he would make Terminator films until the day he dies. I know Sylvester Stallone has like three franchises that he can call his own, like Rocky, Rambo, and um and the Expendables. Every big action hero has their own franchise. You know what I mean? Like Arnold has Terminator. You know, the fact that he was able to do... He's done every single Terminator film except for Terminator Salvation. They digitized him in it. You know, they made that CG, that horrible CGI T-100 in the... the, Or T-800 in that movie with Christian Bale. But that movie was okay. But yeah, it could have benefited with him being in it. So, you know, there's that. And other than that, he hasn't really had a whole lot of films. Like, I would say Terminator and Conan are his franchises. Even though they remade Conan with... um, with Jason Momoa, like in 2010 or 11, is when they remade that movie, and um, uh, that movie was not that great either. Uh, but you know, it is what it is, and I don't really know. They remade a lot of his movies. Like, I you can't call Predator his franchise because he's only in the first one. You know, he wasn't in Predator Two, he wasn't in the the Alien versus Predator films. He wasn't in the the 2010 Robert Rodriguez film, and then he wasn't in The Predator that came out later, and things like that. He wasn't even in Prey. Now, I heard Prey was getting a sequel, and I heard Prey was, they're going to do another one with Prey, and things like that. It'd be cool to kind of see him return to that that franchise, but, you know, who knows what that's going to be. I know they remade Total Recall, um, and that movie wasn't that bad. Uh, but I just think that it could have been a lot better had they kind of went with that hard R rating because that first Total Recall is violent, is over the top and everything like that, but that's what makes that movie entertaining. It's, you know, it's the gratuitous violence because it's directed by the same guy who did the first RoboCop. So for them to kind of change it and bring in Colin Farrell and Jessica Biel and, and Kate uh, Beckinsale and give it like a PG-13 rating, it was like, eh. You know, they went more for like the visual impactfulness of a movie rather than the violence of it and i think that's where it kind of messes up a little bit i've always thought that the original film that you're remaking is rated r you can only go down from there because unless you redo it the way they did it then you know you'll hit one out of the park at least but yeah other than conan and terminator i don't 
I don't really know any more Arnold Schwarzenegger films that that are like franchise films, so to speak, and uh, things like that. So, you know, he didn't, he, you know, they, they remade, they made a sequel to Kindergarten Cop like 15, 20 years later. Uh, they were originally supposed to make another sequel to Twins. They were going to throw in Eddie Murphy in there, and it was, you know, that would have been cool, but that never came to fruition. Um, I'm not too sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger's films range. Like, in the 90s, it was all sci-fi with him. Because he did Terminator 2. Uh, he did, like, End of Days, which is, like, a supernatural film. And then he did The Sixth Day, which I thought was great. I think it's underrated, where he's cloned and, you know, they do all that stuff and things like that. And then he did another film called... Uh, his comedies kind of came out in the 90s as well. Like, Kindergarten Cop had come out. Junior had come out. Jingle All the Way, which... I uh, say what you want about that movie. That movie is underrated classic, in my opinion. Last Action Hero. While a lot of people thought Last Action Hero was a commercial failure, and a lot of people, and he himself looked at it that way, because he thought you know it was going to be meta for a film, you know, a film making fun of the action genre itself, kind of like what Scream does, you know, parroting the the uh, uh, the the horror fran the horror genre itself and you know kind of making fun of itself but a lot of people didn't get that a lot of people they're getting it now they're, they didn't get it back in 1993 or whenever that movie had come out you know and things like that I actually like that movie uh, Last Action Hero it's pretty good he plays himself and he plays the L.A. cop known as Jack Slater so you know that that that's a good movie if you haven't seen Last Action Hero definitely check it out I think it's on Netflix right now. Um, but yeah, he's had a couple of movies and then the movies that come out like in the two thousands, like, uh, collateral damage or, um, uh, uh, Terminator three had come out and that was, I think that was underrated. I think it was after Terminator three that he focused more on political office than he did his films because I don't think he made another film until, um, until he was, you know, out of office with governor because then he did the expendables and then he had come back for uh terminator genesis and uh he did a film called the last stand uh where he plays the sheriff he plays a, a a an old sheriff in this small town where nothing happens but all of a sudden this you know thing does happen and things like that and he started making his return as well just like sylvester stallone did so you know it was it wasn't until like from 2004 when he got elected to about 2012 when uh you know he was out of office that you know he started making his return back to the films but man this documentary goes in depth from his bodybuilding days to his action hero his movie star career and then uh, of course you know a lot of the stuff that was going on with his uh running office and things like that it was really good it was really good because it was fascinating in the in the in the sense that he can you can look at him and the same way you would look, you can't look at Arnold Schwarzenegger the same way you look at another action star like Sylvester Stallone, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, like the other guys like Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves because they don't really have that three-dimensional phase to them. They weren't bodybuilders. They weren't, you know, politicians. You know, granted, some of them did other things before they, uh, granted, they did other things other than make movies and some of them may have been good at it while others were not. Uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, you know, successful as the bodybuilders, damn sure successful as the movie star. And I would say he was pretty successful as the governor, you know, to say the least and everything like that, because it's not like, you know, he was impeached. It's not like, you know, things went uh, off the rails in in California during his run. But 
I think he did pretty good. You know, a lot of people don't give him that credit because he is a, he is just an actor and everything like that. But uh, you know, you got to give him credit for something. And you know, it's not like he it, it it's not like he was able to kind of uh, do stuff you know right off the bat and kind of just fix everything that needed to be fixed in California at that time. But you know, who knows? But uh, but yeah, man, if you have not seen this documentary, the Arnold documentary on Netflix, I I would definitely check it out. If you, especially if you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger and those films that came out in the in the '80s and '90s and things like that, so definitely check it out. But anyways, guys, that's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you get your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Let me know what you guys thought about the Arnold documentary. Have you seen it? What did you think about it? What is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film? What is your least favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. We do. I do have a lot of episodes coming out in this um uh, in the coming week, as we are getting ready for uh, this Thanksgiving is actually this Thursday. We did see some movies over the weekend and uh, sometime this week. So I'll be on I'm on actually on break anyway. So there'll be an episode tomorrow. There'll be an episode Tuesday. Tuesday will actually be our NFL episode. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.